0: Hi, my name is Josie Malloy, and today I'm going to be talking about solutions to menstruation and accessibility. There is endless work to do in all communities to mitigate the effects of menstruation on accessibility to education. Even in our own communities, girls are missing school due to an inaccessibility to the appropriate products inadequate pain management, and a lack of resources. These issues are even more difficult to deal with in countries where there is a lack of adequate facilities, as well as a lack of knowledge on what sanitary products are available. There needs to be a global initiative to help keep these girls in school all month long, as well as keep these products out of the sanitary systems of these communities. There are two key solutions I believe will help. These solutions are alternative products and accessible facilities. I've researched solutions and determined that comparing these solutions is like apples and oranges, and these alternatives are not necessarily able to be compared effectively, as overhauling existing facilities in lieu of making two separate ones is significantly more difficult than providing reusable menstrual cups to the girls affected by missing school from menstruation. That said, in an attempt to have a consistent criteria in place for these alternatives, I will discuss ease of use, which is how much will the girls affected need to learn for this alternative to work, and ease of implementation, how quickly can the solution be implemented. I believe that these two criteria will determine how ultimately realistic the proposed solutions are. With that, I would like to begin. Menstruation has inconvenienced women for years. In addition to physical symptoms, such as feeling clean, abdominal pain, and headaches, there's also an extreme amount of physical manifestation of waste. Used pads, used tampons, millions of pounds of trash are created by menstruators every year. It seems odd that something that is so absolutely normal, though, is so deeply stigmatized in modern society especially when it comes to the amount of waste produced by single-use feminine hygiene products. Menstrual blood is widely viewed as less hygienic than blood from a paper cut or a scraped knee. In the book The Menstrual Mark, the author states that some have argued that menstrual blood is viewed as more disgusting or aversive than other bodily fluids such as breast milk and semen. This seems inappropriate considering that of the three, menstruation is the only that is completely involuntary to the majority of people who experience it. That said, the stigmatization of any normal bodily function is particularly asinine considering that they're just that, normal. That said, young girls, especially those in low-income areas, often have to leave school due to a lack of access to menstrual products as well as options to dispose of them. There are two main ways to remedy this issue, better accessibility to these products and implementation of reusable products. In terms of improving the options of disposing the products, doctors writing for the BMC Public Health Group did research in both urban and rural areas of Bangladesh and reported a key issue Quote, sometimes girls dispose of sanitary products inside the latrine due to the lack of disposal bins. Thus, we suggested them to carry a plastic bag to store used sanitary products and dispose of them later when they reach home. End quote. This is both non sustainable for the planet, as well as non sustainable and demeaning to the girls who have to carry around a bag with their used menstrual products. The reason this needed to be suggested, though, was due to pipes being clogged from girls disposing of their menstrual products down the latrine, an issue that could be resolved by having receptacles in the bathrooms. Additionally, when the girls who were part of the study were asked how to make the facilities more comfortable, the majority said, quote, a separate toilet and washroom for girls, provisions of toilet paper, sanitary pads, and disposal bins in the toilet, and stored water and soap for hand washing. End quote. The same study done for BMC Public Health reported, along with menstrual products and private spaces, a disposal system specifically dis- designated to dispose of menstrual products was frequently recommended by girls during participatory exercises. End quote. Improving facilities would be difficult to implement initially due to a need to build new ones. However, this is a one-time cost that has a high ease of use for the girls affected. These girls would not have to travel home to change their pad, and they would not need to know how to insert a menstrual cup, something that has a relatively steep learning curve compared to disposable pads and tampons. This is ultimately the best option for a long-term solution in terms of little continued support outside of regular maintenance. However, these suggestions would not solve one of the other key issues with the use of disposable products in low income areas. And that issue is cost. Many girls in lower income areas use fabric pads as their primary menstrual products. Now in the United States, we think of these as being a couple layers of cotton or fleece and then being backed with a waterproof fabric. However, in these countries, They find discomfort in changing to a fresh one because there's not a place to clean and dry them, and there's a higher risk of bleeding through the pad, which leads to staining. In India, the marketing of sanitary pads has had heavy implications that cloth is less sanitary than the single-use counterpart. In the Indian Journal of Gender Studies, they state, quote, Large manufacturers, sensing the potential in the Indian market for sanitary pads, have introduced a range of product variants and increased brand and category awareness through multi-channel promotions. The top FMCG players have products in the range of 4 to 11.5 rubles per pad, end quote. While this converts to less than 20 cents per pad, the article continues on to state that... When put into context of the Indian economy, this is unaffordable. There are smaller packs of pads that are more affordable upfront. However, in the long run, buying in bulk is cheaper. The idea that manufacturers manufacturing a product that is considered the only option for many young girls and then charging a premium that is not affordable for many of them is an absurd byproduct of capitalistic greed. Additionally, there's a wider issue of these single-use products not having proper places for disposal, leading to wider environmental issues. In addition to charging inaccessible prices for these products, there's a harmful rhetoric around these disposables being more hygienic, as seen here, quote, the aspiration to use sanitary pads is very strong across income segments owing in part to the messages across media platforms that position sanitary pads as the only hygienic solution for managing menstruation. These companies are using disposable pads as a sort of status symbol and are convincing women and girls that they should use disposable options to be the cleanest, despite the negative environmental impacts. Additionally, many young girls are not changing their sanitary napkins the recommended amount of times per day due to a lack of availability from cost. Some even go as far as to wear them for two days if they are experiencing a light flow. However, this can lead to health issues such as yeast infections and or urinary tract infections from the bacteria built up on the pad. Increasing accessibility to disposable pads has a high ease of use, but a low ease of implementation due to the nature of needing to constantly resupply the disposable sanitary napkins. Additionally, this does not solve the issue of girls not feeling comfortable in the existing bathroom facilities. So while it increases access, it does not change the desire of many girls to change their sanitary pad in their homes where it's more private. I would ultimately say this is the least effective and least sustainable option as these are an expensive inaccessible option and girls would still have to leave the schools in order to um, feel clean ultimately getting girls to be able to stay in school can be largely helped by increasing accessibility to menstrual hygiene products as a whole and a firmer basis of education on the options that exist to them is necessary. One of these options are menstrual cups. As stated earlier, reusable menstrual products may be an answer to allowing girls to have more consistent school attendance. Products such as the menstrual cup, a cup that is inserted into the vagina and then catches the blood as opposed to absorbing it, allows for girls to go longer without needing to change it. These cups are widely made from either medical grade silicone or TPE and are advertised as being able to stay in for 12 hours before needing to be emptied and reinserted, which is four hours longer than pads or tampons, which have an eight-hour use timeline um, before risks of infections are increased. This would mean that girls could go for the entire school day without needing to go home and either clean and dry a piece of fabric or replacing a pad due to a lack of receptacles. This one-time purchase can be emptied, rinsed with water and immediately reinserted. This makes the product a single purchase, ultimately saving money. There are a few key reasons though that menstrual cups are not extremely widely used today. One of those reasons is that the first commercially successful menstrual cup was only produced in 2001. And even then, they were not in the public eye until the early 2010s. That said, when compared to alternatives in developing nations, the South African Medical Journal said they may be the best option. Several other South African initiatives have focused on disposable sanitary towels as the environmental impacts of menstrual waste on sewage systems is considerable. Menstrual pads, tampons, and rags regularly block pipes and joints, which is costly, takes time to resolve, and imposes health hazards. At the end of the day, a lack of appropriate disposal systems, such as we discussed earlier, can cause a larger health issue. There are not just clogged pipes, there are biohazards being introduced to the environment in form of menstrual fluids and an inordinate amount of waste from used pads, tampons, and cloths. This issue could potentially be mitigated by a wider implementation of reusable menstrual cups. Additionally, research has shown that there is little significant difference in comfort levels between menstrual cup users versus tampon users in randomly assigned groups of women. There was, however, a significant difference in general satisfaction, as shown by Canadian family physicians who state, quote, overall satisfaction on a seven-point Likert scale was higher for the menstrual cup group than for the tampon group, with the mean score being 5.4 versus 5.0, respectively, end quote. However, this study took place in Vancouver, Canada, where more accommodating public restroom facilities are common and expected. To further this point, a study done in South Africa among women ages 18 to 45 has shown similar results. Stating in a study done by the Journal of Women's Health, the results of our study indicate that women attending a reproductive health clinic in central Durban were able to successfully use the menstrual cup over three consecutive menstrual cycles and reported highly positive experiences of their use, willingness to use in the future, and to recommend use to others. These results are similar to data shown from other studies in developed countries where women have reported positive experiences and satisfaction with menstrual cup use, end quote. This demonstrates that menstrual cups may not only improve the environment and public health, but also a general quality of life for women who menstruate. That said, the implementation of the solution is fairly high in theory, supplying the already menstruating girls and women with these, as well as supplying a certain amount of overflow stock for those who are of age to start their period, and continuing supplying as needed. Additionally, these need to be replaced every 10 years as they begin to break down. The ease of use, though, is where the primary issue lies with this solution. Menstrual cups are a product that require a bit of practice to use comfortably and effectively. Because the user has to get the cup to suction around the cervix, if the user is unfamiliar with their own anatomy, it's extremely difficult to use initially. This is what makes it a less practical alternative than fixing the existing latrines to be more menstruation friendly. To conclude, there are options to replace those single-use pads and tampons that are commonly incorrectly disposed of, wasteful and worn beyond the point of being sanitary. Menstrual cups have been shown to have generally positive reviews from new users in the studies referenced and overall have the opportunity to increase girls' accessibility to education if more universally implemented. Historically, girls have been excluded from academic spaces due to their menstrual cycles. And this should not continue to be the reality we live in when there are feminine hygiene options that can last an entire school day without needing changing.